Good morning. The median income in the D.C. area for a household of four people is just over $110,000. Rule of thumb, triple that, that family can afford a $330,000 house. Compare that to the median house sale price in Loudoun this year, which is more than $469,000. This is what I'm getting at. The median income family is not even approaching being able to afford the median price house. So what are we going to do about that? For Thursday, October 19th, it's your Loudoun Now Morning Minute. The Humane Society of Loudoun County invite you to their Tales and Ales Fall Fundraiser this Sunday, October 22nd, from noon to 4 at Black Walnut Brewery in Leesburg. Come enjoy an afternoon of music, food, games, prizes, and fun, and leashed pets are, of course, welcome. Tickets are $20 for adults, $10 for people 10 and up, and $50 for a family, and include a Tales and Ales mug, a chance at the hourly door prize, and specials from Black Walnut. Proceeds benefit the Humane Society of Loudoun County, serving Loudoun for more than 50 years. That's the Tales and Ales Fall Fundraiser this Sunday at Black Walnut. Thanks for being with us. I'm Rince Green. The county will start a revolving loan program to help get more affordable housing built in Loudoun. Loudoun has a housing trust fund, which is currently sitting on about $26.8 million. But the county has sort of limited ways to get money in and out of that fund. Money comes in through cash contributions from developers in lieu of building the required price-controlled affordable dwelling units in some projects, or through the sale of those homes at market value after they age out of the affordable dwelling unit program. The fund is used to promote affordable housing in the county, including by purchasing some of those same affordable dwelling units to keep them from sunsetting out of the program. But county supervisors are wary of spending the money in the fund faster than they can replenish it. Now, however, the county is going to try something that's been used elsewhere to help finance affordable housing programs, a revolving loan program in which money loaned out from the fund is paid back and then recycled for future loans. The county's actually already made a loan from that program for the first time earlier this year when supervisors approved a $3 million, 30-year loan for an affordable housing project at Stone Ridge. They will also now go to work on changing the county's zoning ordinance to incentivize developers to build affordable housing or to just remove barriers to it. County planners will try to encourage more compact units on smaller lot sizes or accessory residential buildings like a mother-in-law suite with more flexible development standards. This was all decided at a Board of Supervisors housing summit on Monday. The summit also brought in industry sectors ranging from development to conservation to real estate to health care. Groups like the Dulles Area Association of Realtors, the Northern Virginia Building Industry Association, and the Loudoun County Chamber of Commerce said the county needs homes for people at every income and that it's a problem for economic development if we don't. Sharon Vertz, chair of the county's Economic Development Advisory Commission, said the commission did a little homework. Before the summit, the commission got input from businesses across every sector of the economy, along with organizations like Visit Loudoun, the CEO Cabinet, and the Rural Economic Development Commission. The response was overwhelmingly consistent. The Loudoun business community is struggling to attract and retain workers due in large part to the lack of attainable, and affordable options in the county. This, coupled with the region's transportation issues, is having significant impact on our business community. 
Consider the example of Cuisine Solutions, a food manufacturer in Sterling with hourly workers. They spend a million dollars a year on van pools, carpools, and other transportation to get workers in from Winchester, Prince William, Manassas, and Fauquier, where housing is cheaper. Gretchen Greiner Lott of the Washington Regional Association of Grantmakers pointed out that the cost of high housing isn't just in dollars. For instance, when families have high housing payments, they have less money to buy nutritious food or to pay for medical care, making them more vulnerable to chronic illnesses. And when individuals don't have safe and stable housing, research has found that they are more likely to engage in risky behaviors that can make them sick. Sometimes it is a person's house itself that makes them sick if it exposes them to toxins like lead or to insect and rodent infestations. County staff from four different departments put together a pretty comprehensive primer on housing in Loudoun. Some of the top-line numbers, the median income in the D.C. area for a household of four is $110,300 a year. The U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development considers households making 80% or less of area median income to be low income. So in our area, that's $88,240 a year or less. In Loudoun, 48% of the workforce makes only half of that or less. That amounts to almost 78,000 people with jobs in Loudoun making $44,120 or less. That's not a perfect comparison because here we're comparing households to individual incomes, but you can see the problem. Not all of those people are married, and of those that are, not all of them are married to people making more money than them. About 44% of Loudoun's workforce commutes in from outside the county every day, mostly from cheaper places to live. And wages are far from keeping up with housing costs. Since 2000, the median income for the D.C. area rose by 25%, while the median home price in Loudoun more than doubled. And, according to that primer, as a rule of thumb, a household can afford a house worth three times their annual income. So for the median D.C. area household, a $331,000 house. In Loudoun, the median house sale price is $469,500. The median cannot afford the median house in Loudoun. Go to loudonnow.com slash morning minute to check out the whole story, including county supervisors' disagreements about where this problem comes from and what else we should be doing about it, like whether this means we need to be approving more big residential projects. It's all at loudonnow.com slash morning minute. In other news, the Ashburn community is rallying to support the Kaplan family, whose lives were shaken after a crash on Evergreen Mills Road claimed the life of their mother, Erin. The Briar Woods High School volleyball game this evening will raise money for the Kaplans to help cover funeral and medical expenses. Benjamin Kaplan, a senior at Briar Woods, was seriously injured in the accident and is still in the hospital. His two younger sisters, Emma and Sophia, were also injured and are recovering at home. Briar Woods High School principal Christopher O'Rourke and science teacher Josh Mosser visited Benjamin at Anova Fairfax Hospital after the accident. They talked with his father, Farron Kaplan, about what the school community could do to support them as they recover. The school's new assistant athletic director, Mike Benson, and members of the school's new varsity club suggested turning this week's volleyball game into a fundraiser for the family. The varsity club designed t-shirts that read hashtag KaplanStrong that will be sold for $10 at the game. All proceeds from admissions and t-shirt sales will be donated to the family. Principal O'Rourke said he expects families from several Ashburn schools to pack the stands tonight. He knows of students from Stone Ridge and Rock Ridge High Schools who plan to attend, and Emma and Sophia Kaplan are students at Brambleton Middle School. 
The game's tonight at 7 p.m. The Briarwoods Falcons are hosting the Potomac Falls Panthers. There's also a GoFundMe page set up to raise money for the Kaplans. As of last night, people had donated $131,757 of the $50,000 goal. So, goal met. You can get a link to the GoFundMe page in the story on our website. King Street in Leesburg has some major facelifts on the way. Here are some of the applications in front of the town's Board of Architectural Review right now. Rick Allison, owner of King Street Oyster Bar, has filed an application to add a one-story shed-roofed addition to the back of the building for a seating area. Olivia Schnibb has submitted an application for the future sidebar restaurant. The first floor at 24 South King Street is proposed as a kitchen with a takeout window for people on the sidewalk at King Street for a cup of coffee or something for takeout. The application stretches next door to 26 South King Street where the carriage house in the back would be an indoor seating area. And the Leesburg Antique Emporium will be getting a facelift, which the BAR has already approved. They'll reconfigure their two existing storefronts on the west side into three storefronts, which will make access to three proposed tenant spaces. They're still deciding whether to lease one of those new storefronts or just relocate altogether. And Leesburg's Eastern Gateway District could be heading for some big changes. This is the area along East Market Street between River Creek Parkway and the Leesburg Bypass, and it contains some of the largest undeveloped parcels of land left in Leesburg, which is pretty much built out. Last year, the town staff set off on a planning process called Envision East Market Street to take a new look at options for developing that area. That work stalled because of vacancies in the planning department, but rebooted in earnest this spring. And no, I don't know off the top of my head whether the name is a take on Envision Loudon, the county's comprehensive plan review, but it does seem like a heck of a coincidence if they're both called Envision. Anyway, according to Rich Klusek, a senior planner with the town and the project manager for Envision East Market Street, the majority of public opinion in surveys favors leaving the vacant parcels vacant. But Mr. Klusek said that's not really possible since the town can't take away the owner's development rights. The plan's not finalized, but they came up with a couple new land use designations for the area. One is mixed use, which envisions a 20 to 30 acre core area with plenty of public commons, a mix of residential and non-residential uses, walkable areas, and so on. It's the mixed use urban type environment you're familiar with, and it will go over Leesburg Corner Premium Outlets and the village at Leesburg, which is already that kind of mixed use development. The other new designation, Employment and Technology, would be around Cardinal Park Drive, and it would allow a variety of industrial and auto-oriented services. Anyway, get the full story on this and all these stories over at loudonnow.com. On today's calendar, the Farm to Fashion Agriculture exhibit is still on at Franklin Park Arts Center today from 9 to 5. Twelve local artists have created artistic garments out of materials provided by local farmers. The Loudoun Workforce Resource Center is hosting Help for Job Seekers from 9.30 a.m. to 3 p.m. today at the Resource Center in Leesburg. Representatives from technology company Asurion will be on hand to help job seekers with writing, editing, and proofreading their resumes. And Pumpkin Village Fall Fest is on at the Leesburg Animal Park today from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Get details and tickets for these events and check out the rest of the events calendar at getoutloudon.com. And if you like the Morning Minute, tell a friend and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and it will be waiting for you there every morning. Okay, have a great day. Okay.